right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up Podcast. I'm I'm here with my boys. Love my boys. <laughs> All the boys are here. All the boys. Big Randy, how we doing this morning? Great. You got a hard out in about 40 minutes, so we're going to get all your takes in uh, on the on the top of the hour. We're going to front load your takes early, <laughs> much like uh, you know the commercial breaks. That's the voice of DJ Pi, Mr. TC. How are we doing this morning? I'm great. Randy keeps detonating Lisa Cornwell on Twitter. <laughs> General Cornwallis. We can get there. We can get there. I certainly don't need to lead with that. Uh, I, we're going to start this oh, off. How are you, man? I'm you great. Uh, sleep schedule's been way off, yeah. more off than oh. I think I realized. I thought I'd just wake up at a good time this morning. Woke up at 10 a.m. I can't fall asleep. I too get too wound up. up. Evenings, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like a legitimately one of the most thrilling, fun events to watch. And I think like actually not caring, like truly caring about the result, frees you up to enjoy the competition so 100%. much more. Yeah. So much more. I just so. couldn't get any REM. <laughs> I couldn't get any REM. Uh, so just let's let's kick it off here. If if you missed the President's Cup, if you watched the President's Cup, either way, you, you probably forgot about a lot of shit that happened. So just a very quick overview of some things that happened. Any one of these on a given week would be enough content mana from the content gods, but all of these is just crazy. And this is not an all-encompassing list. Let's just go through them quick. Cam Smith calls Patrick Reed a cheater to start the week and says he has a bullshit response, which was sick. How Tong Lee shows up with his physio as his caddy, a uh, guy who's never caddied before. Uh, the most visible group of U.S. fans on the first tee were all, for some reason, Australians. Uh, the tour, in a, a rehab kind of thing, posts this video of Patrick Reed signing, like, signing a video for a golf, like, or signing a golf ball we for a kid. a kid under the ropes. Yeah, it was very unsettling. At one point, there was 23 minutes of commercials per hour, uh, almost 40% of the broadcast. Uh, Reed, someone yells, miss it in one of after one of his putts, after one of his putts. Who knows? Sometimes the audio slips and, and gets messed up, but it seemed like it was after. And Reed does this weird grave digger shovel thing <laughs> that either was supposed to look cool or was supposed to... I don't know. We're, we'll get to that. Reed and Smith, apparently, at the opening ceremonies, bump shoulders like a 1982 high school uh, <laughs> movie and, and don't say any words to each other, just really... Flex and testosterone. The tour also posts the video of Reed doing the shovel vi- thing and says, having fun with the fans. <laughs> having fun with the fans. <laughs> yeah, uh, he had a, you know we'll, this later in the list, but he had a lot more fun with the fans later. <laughs> a bunch of people missed the first green from like twenty yards away, which was sick. Uh, in honor of Hanukkah, Ricky's birthday apparently lasted seven days and seven nights. There was a video of the whole U.S. team like very dishearteningly singing "Happy Birthday" to Ricky, which I know Randy, I know that was uh, we could get to that. I'm sure you have another. <laughs> Five ten minute kind of segment carved out for that. Kessler Crane literally fucking attacked a fan, uh, like jumped off a golf cart and shoved a fan, maybe swiped at him. Uh, not good. He was banned uh, from singles. Bryson jumped unrelated, jumps in the stands to, cele- in the stands. to celebrate uh, with the potential crisis actors, uh, maybe Australians, maybe Americans. Uh, Ricky and JT blew a five up lead with eight holes to play. Cat uh, ends an interview saying, "Quote: I'm always good, doggy." Uh, and for some reason, it almost ended in a tie. <laughs> and that's not a whole list, but that's where we're starting from. Wow, <laughs> those are some of the things that happened. It's a great, it's the greatest, greatest content providing week 
that I can remember of the year. I'd also like to mention JT begging for... I uh, didn't even get to that. Yeah. JT, uh, either jokingly, not jokingly, we're not really sure, it's weird. Uh, was doing the whole like measure. Do you see how short this putt that you didn't concede it was? It wasn't that how short. Hachong Lee had to pl- play it out of turn and had inches. to replay yeah. another shot. Uh, it's just... And like, I kind of thought it was just going to be like all koala videos and like just really ringing the towel for uh, and Ernie for getting content in- this week. And it was a complete fucking bonanza. Ernie getting in Tiger's ass about like, kind of, like Tiger com- kind of complaining about the crowd a little bit. And yeah. Like, wait a second here. <laughs> I think Ernie got in a lot of people's ass <laughs> privately too. With yeah. The tour of like, hey, like why, why would you ever post that read video? Why like just, just going to war for his dogs. He had some good stuff. <laughs> Uh, after uh, last night too, just saying, hey, like, like we need to be able to run our international team independently of like tour headquarters. Just like the, the how they f- uh, they form the team, like the world rankings. That and just the way that you know, he basically he's like one of the reasons the Ryder Cup works is because it's the, Europe versus the yeah, European US, team yeah. is totally independent and they have their own leadership and everything like that. Where he's like, I have to go to guys at tour headquarters to ask for permission on stuff or right you know well one thing on the read video getting posted and Ernie getting pissed about it the somebody compared it to like what if the mlb posts like astros having some fun with the fans about <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it was I, i'll say this i i it, it harkened back to like five, six years ago. Just golf Twitter. It, it felt like a free for all at times. <laughs> totally. People like lots of people nuking other people. Like you, literally, you had to keep your head on a swivel. <laughs> Everyone's at the on man. golf Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to the the uh, having fun thing, it would be like Bill Belichick. You know. Yeah. Going out on the field after the game, acting like he's filming something. <laughs> Just Bill Belichick just having some fun with yeah. the fans. Well, I, I know we wanted to wanted to talk golf stuff too, but I'm dying for Randy to just expand on his like his tweet storm that he had. I think on the Saturday morning, just about the situation, like with with Reed's caddy and everything. It was it was wonderful. It was it was perfect. I yeah, I don't know. I, I you know, like you guys, I, you wake up one, you can't decompress at night, and then you wake up just feeling frisky. Yeah. I, 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 I feel like I was stepped into Tron shoes these last couple <laughs> days. Is this what life is like all the time? Yeah, Tron? man. The heavy, like, it's it's just... It's a burden. You can't turn it off. Heavy, yeah, heavy lies the crown. So, I, yeah, I wanted to get in the tour's ass. I, I think, you know, my big thing is they they certainly had a role in their their lack of... Leadership and lack of action, I think you can trace a direct line to the the whole Reed fiasco and, and what happened with the caddy. Uh, essentially, they let a, a bad situation just kind of boil in, in out in the public. And like, of course, the Australian fans are going to give them a ton of shit. And of course, like Patrick and Kessler are going to get pissed about like like. I'm not even... I'm going to remember a bunch of more things that happened, but there was also the fan video of JT, uh, like poking fun at like hey patrick is this how you do it uh, like sweeping the sand yeah. away like yeah it wasn't gonna be good this week no well <laughs> so so i don't yeah. know go I, back to your point about like the punishment like not receiving punishment actual punishment for it and kind of getting brushed off and laughed about like brings him into the court of public opinion <laughs> right because i mean there was no forced apology there's no remorse there's no it was like a slap on the wrist two shot penalty like slugger man he took it like a gentleman like what a absolute gentleman 
And so then you have people who, and, and players too, like Cam Smith, rightfully, and, and other players we've talked to are just like, yo, what the hell? Like, <laughs> you know what was, was bullshit? I forget who was pointing this out on some various group texts yesterday. It might have been Brendan Porath or someone, but like, the fact that Cam Smith gets painted as like the instigator on the broadcast is bullshit. Well, that's like, the, the, the fact that, oh man, he really stirred the pot. It's like, no, he's the only guy who was like, yeah, he fucking cheated, man. Yeah. He literally, not he what we're literally cheated. That's the thing about like the tour, you know, called Golf Channel a bunch this week, leaned on him when they were actually discussing it in frank terms or like on the broadcast, you know, after everything Patrick Reed's been through this week, like just like the tour forcing them to frame it like that is part of, is part of the issue. And that's part of what, yeah. So, so my last like tweet in this storm, I, I I don't want to just like rehash it verbatim, but and to your point, Tron is the tour just continues to whitewash like player behavior. And when everybody is a class act, it leaves them so ill-equipped to deal with situations like this where, you know what, that guy kind of cheated, and you guys need to, like, do something. <laughs> yeah. What goes all the way back to him being selected for this team, like, which I called out when it happened. I was like, what the, what the, what the fuck are we doing here? Are you serious? Dude, does people not remember what he did in Paris on the way out? How does that earn you a captain selection the very next event? The best part he's is... He's one of Tiger's boys. Yeah, I like him because he tells it like it is. <laughs> the best part is he's definitely, definitely making the Ryder Cup team for sure. next I'm, year I'm on points. points. Yeah. It's going to be... Uh, but... I think our telling thing with, with Reed, too, was after, you know, they kind of made the Australian fans, hey, you got to, you know, we're going to start throwing people out for stuff. Reed then, like, amps back up the whole shtick of, like, like listen, I know you fuckers can't say anything. <laughs> yeah, so I I'm was gonna... waiting for him to really do it. He just kind of, like, did some fist pumps and kind of looked around a little bit sheepishly. I thought I was like, I thought he was going to go to the, the shush. I thought he was going to get him. I'm like, yeah, dude, they're already being quiet. This is a complete <laughs> projection, just by watching, you know, the shots that are put in front of us. But there, it looked like there were a couple times where you could kind of see at his face, like, oh, shit, like I might have pushed it a little too far <laughs> this time, <laughs> especially early. And then he started making more birdies and was, like, he like I was saying, game. like I think he probably left Royal Melbourne shouting total exoneration. I, I, I don't he know that he's got gonna, to talking to. I don't know how much contrition there's no going to be. Cheating. <laughs> no cheating. No <laughs> cheating. No fan obstruction. <laughs> <laughs> it's a witch hunt. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how how he's treated you know, once we get to the West Coast swing here, once we once the golf season ramps back up, like the rank and file of the PGA Tour, not the top ten or fifteen yeah. players that have shit to lose, but like you know those those guys in that twenty five, the one twenty five range, like how they how they treat him, and and because I like I know for a fact that a lot of those guys are pissed off about it. Well, if the Kuchar thing lasted all year, just like for not tipping a caddy, like what people think that he should, I have a good feeling that this Reed thing is not going away anytime soon. And it does, like, it sucks. Like, I, I, I thought the JT, like, dragging the club thing was dumb and silly, but, like, and unnecessary. Um, but, like, the guys were put in a really difficult spot. Like, totally. Like, yeah. to start the week, what do you do? You either nuke your teammate or, like, the, the, like the NBC golf channel, are, like, going to them to, like, try to defend him and like help bring Reed back into favor with everyone. And they like it's it's a pretty totally undeserved. Totally like, falling all over themselves <laughs> like undeserved. I it's, forgot to list that in there. Patrick Reed or uh, Webb Simpson interrupted the interview to say all the heckling of Reed was totally undeserved. Yeah. Like not only was he not asked the question, <laughs> yeah. it, it was like slugger. Like he yeah. just interjected and felt it his duty to you know defend Reed's honor. Which I Solly to your point is like who puts the players in that situation? 
Like, like yeah. why does it come to that? Is because the tour like just didn't do anything. Like, well, they, I like they could have stepped in and either suspended him or you would know. things have gone differently when this went down if there wasn't a team event next week? If he wasn't on the team this coming week, could, would they have? I think so. Potentially, like looked into this immediately or known in that split second that they made that judgment, like, hey. We got the. We can't like suspend him for next week. I'm yeah. biting my tongue on the whole hero scheduling thing. Oh, <laughs> because that was part of it. Like that was the, great for the, the event. Was though. at the Australian the Open. The US like, love that. Just showed up sleepwalking. You should love for, that though. Yeah. Like they showed up handicapped, which is yeah. kind of sick. I mean, even if yeah. even if they're like, yo, like Patrick, you know, to play in the Presidents Cup, like we're gonna need you to whether you have to fake it or not. You, you got to issue some type of like public apology and like. Show some contrition about like, hey, like I messed up. I realize it looks terrible. I'm really sorry. Which they and might then, have, and he might have been like, no, no. Well, <laughs> and and then to to your point though, it, it lets guys like Thomas and Webb Simpson. It's like, yeah, you know, like he they can point to, you know, he apologized. We're moving on. Like it gives them a much easier out yeah. to answer those questions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> it's a lot of fun. Well, why don't you guys uh, keep talking? And I'm gonna mute all your mics, and we're gonna miss a bunch of stuff that happens while we uh, play through this uh, play through this break. We do want to step Shout away to Bony Bear for a minute uh, because our friends at Callaway want to remind you that just around the corner in March, there's an event coming up. Uh, it's gonna be on television. There's a long walk between the 16th hole and the 17th sure. hole, uh, but just just so you know, that's coming up in March. Uh, but uh, no, just kidding. Come on, we're just kidding. Callaway does want want you to know that Xander. Xander Shoffley, of course, was the first player to gain the new latest-gen Apex Irons, uh, was the first player to add a new T-Box weapon to his setup, and he said about it, from the minute we tested it, I knew 2020 couldn't get here soon enough. He actually had to get special permission from the company to get it in play this early. That is, of course, the new Maverick driver, which we'll be talking about a lot coming up soon. That club helped drive his Sunday's singles takedown of Adam Scott uh, and to tie for the second-most points scored on the President's Cup in the President's Cup. In the announcers called out his uh, toe-to-toe T-box superiority during Saturday's alternate shot matchup. So see a little bit more about Xander's early holiday gift, callawaygolf.com slash thinkmaverick. That's M-A-V-R-I-K. And now back to our regular scheduling programming. What'd I miss? We had, a lo- we had a long discussion <laughs> this week about being a dog versus a killer. For sure. And who's a dog and who's a killer. Oh, confess. And how you define these things. And yeah. It's a big semantic conversation. Yeah, we want to go through and who the dogs and the killers are this oh, week? Oh, God, sure. that would literally take hours. <laughs> There's only one killer. Yeah, Who's the killer? I think we understood. Like, that was kind of the problem. It's like, Tron and I, I'm not exaggerating, probably talked about this for three hours mm-hmm. on Friday. Uh, we had to go have lunch. Like, we had to take it offline. Did you go to his Cuban place? No, we went to Mick Flamingo in Ponte Vedra Beach. It was awesome. No yeah. free ads, but it was great. The only true killer after this whole conversation is, unfortunately, the cat. Yeah. I mean, the cat is, yeah. he's the only killer that maybe has ever existed. And the, the only one capable of killing him is himself. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, exactly. he would have just been killing people for like another decade. I think, totally. Z- I think Xander's a dog. For sure. Lots of dogs. What's lots a dog? Dogs. dogs are like, you know, junkyard dogs. You want them on your team. The way just I was, ready I, to fight. Yeah. You know, I, I was describing guys like, you want to roll with. You know, if there's a bone in the room, like in the room, they're not stopped until they get the bone. Right, yeah. Abe's yeah. Abe's an honest Abe's, Abe's a dog. dog. Abe's For dog. sure. So where Cam we Smith, Cam Smith, Cam Smith's a yeah. dog. Where we kind of d- deferred a little bit was DJ brought Kevin Na into the conversation <laughs> for some reason. Well, I th- there's a lot of different kinds of dogs. I, I, seriously, I think there's a whole other yeah. podcast. Yeah. Is he a okay. Chihuahua? Well, I said he's like kind of one of those like yappy dogs. But, like he's a dog, just not the dog that you know. He's not a junkyard dog. Yeah, <laughs> Patrick Cantlay, dog, dog. Yeah. Yeah. One question we got, Ricky. like, 
does uh, I don't have house the, cat. I didn't save all the questions. Cat in the house. What did did this week change your view of anyone else? Anyone's career? Anyone's career, either for the future or the past, or did they change anything you think about them? For mm-hmm. me, if you want me to kick it off, like I I, I don't think it changed um, my view of anybody. Only because I don't think I had like a view of a lot of these guys to start with, you know. Like I don't think my context on Abe Answer or Sunjay M or whatever. Like I know they're good, but I haven't watched them enough candidly to like know all that much about them. And now after watching them, like yeah, I think they're studs. Yeah, you know, I think like the way Abe puts, the way Sunjay, like Sunjay maybe didn't miss an iron shot the whole week. And Sunjay so, was one I had of like yeah. we knew he's good. Hungjay, Hungjay, yeah, sorry. sorry. We knew he was good, but that was like, dude, he he fit in like at, with the cream of the crop. Like if you if you're drafting from these 24 players, I think Sungjae probably goes in like the top six. Yeah. If they were to play this event yeah. like again this week, totally, which would I, be that would be a cool. Exercise. I think for me, I really thought Hideki. I mean, Hideki was playing exceptionally well. I thought that was a big missed opportunity for him yesterday. Yeah. And like our friend, the Party Panther down in Australia, uh, he texted me. He said. Matsuyama has the best handbrake in the game. <laughs> he could stop a semi on black ice. <laughs> but imagine being like, like literally never ever making a putt and being that good at golf. That's what he's never made yeah. a putt. No, just the same happened. way that, uh, that Honest Abe is never told a lie. He's never told a lie. Yeah, is that right, Tron? Yeah, no, he's never never told a lie before. He, and he chopped down a cherry tree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other players like. I'm definitely not going to uh, go so far as to say the President's Cup is like an indicator of. Um, the rest of time and space, but Dustin did not look good. I don't yeah. think he went even. <laughs> he like, I don't even think he checked did. out. He didn't he even pretend like, to care. To no, be I think he's been. Guy. I think he was doing a lot of jet skiing. <laughs> 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 <Jesus>. <laughs> that's it's a hobby. It's a hobby. Yeah, he lives in Jupe, man. Um, no, I think uh, Hao Tong Lee. I mean, I thought that was yeah, that's bad. Disgraceful. Can you expound on this a little bit? Yeah, I mean, just just talking to people that are. Close to the situation down there, and and I will say like not the people you think I was talking to, like not players or caddies or anybody like that, just people around the team room or people, you know, close to your national team. Said like, like yeah, like, he just showed up totally unprepared, like basically a waste of a roster spot was the quote from the team room, and and he seems like a really funny, like lighthearted dude. So like like it just didn't seem like he gave a shit, which is kind of like the international's version of DJ. <laughs> like he's he is mini DJ in all forms, uh, just not not quite as good at golf. Yeah. I mean, but like think about that, Ernie and Ogilvy and and those guys, you know, hiring all the analytics guys, going through all these different simulations and iterations, and like leaving no stone unturned, being just thorough as fuck. And then how Tong Lee comes in, has his physio on the bag for him. <laughs> guys never caddy before, doesn't speak English, and you know like. How Tong doesn't even want to hit the clubs off the tee that that you know basically just wants to hit driver everywhere, and Ernie's like, cool, like, you're just not going to play, dude. Which Ernie, you know, they've mentioned this on the broadcast a lot, but like Ernie, course record holder at this place. Yeah. Jeff Ogilvie literally lives on the golf course. Yeah, like you you couldn't have two people more. Like I know a lot of captains talk about, you know, I'm kind of a, a player's captain. I'm just there to kind of you know make sure everyone's vibing. But this seemed like, and it seemed like it was successful. The the first time in recent memory where that tactic where it's like no 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 listen to me do this has, has worked golf has worked so well it's yeah. a coach like you should be coached out yeah. there if you exactly. don't know the course and like you could see that on the american side as the week went on jet lag wearing off and being like oh 
oh, that's how I should play this yeah. shot. Like, oh, okay. And then once they figured that out, it was and it just was like kind of flipping over. their brains on. I'm like, man, like I, I can't do certain stuff yeah. around here. Like yeah. I have to be restrained and disciplined and all that. So, like. I, I think to me that has that has ripple effects too. Like Leash has to play all five sessions on, you know, yeah. he's not in the best shape. You've got, you know, it, it just puts so much more pressure on everybody else. Same with, you know, like Bryson showing up and playing like shit. I mean, I guess that's same deal on the, on, on the U.S. team. So I don't want to make sure, like, I want to make sure that it's clear that like the internationals weren't the only ones with that problem. Well, too. but like uh, to that point, like we talked about this in the, in the preview too, is the top guys on the internationals have always felt so much pressure just because mm-hmm. of how not weak the bottom half of the lineup is, but comparatively speaking weak, the bottom half is. So like Adam Scott, every time he plays in one of these things has to be like, yeah. all right, I got to go five matches and I better get like three and a half points or else like we're in big time trouble. Like you said, leash had to play, all five matches when he it was pretty clear he didn't have his his a game mm-hmm. and i'm sure he would have loved to sit a session hideki even got sat at one point which was kind of kind of crazy i was kind of confused that cam sat two sessions yeah, i thought they were going to play yeah. him more he didn't look good the first round he played i think that probably had a little something to do with it and i don't know if the comment i don't I, who knows what ernie's reaction was to him <laughs> you know, grossly going out of his way <laughs> to instigate Patrick Reed. Based but, on all of Ernie's other comments this week, probably, he probably yeah. loved it. I was going to say, he, yeah. Dude, yeah. the top question we got, or the most, uh, from, oh, it was from Harry Higgs. Uh, <laughs> he said, can Ernie captain the Ryder Cup? Yeah, he, he seems like, and Nick Price was a little bit like that too, just like fully invested. The guys completely were in his corner. Like, he seems like, if he wants to do it, like, I don't know who you have captain instead of him over the next eight years like you might as well do four in a row three in a row well i have a take i think i think the international or the uh the president's cup should be played internationally every time that'd be great that'd be cool like yeah we we, we already have the most ridiculous advantage in this event we're gonna quail hollow it's gonna be liberty national all over again for sure like look how much better is a competition when the when the course plays this much of a factor in a positive way we saw it in france like in a totally negative way like it just neutralized all the excitement this course brought helped bring the internationals into play because it's not just a bomb you don't have to just crush it everywhere and i'm not saying that like it neutralized the u.s it just like show off different talents other than distance and it's going to be a distance bombing fest at quail hollow it's going to be boring as hell so so question for you guys do you think yourself i'm psyched (laughs) (laughs) uh do you guys think the and I don't mean this disrespectfully to Tiger because he played no dis- exceptionally no well. No and like Tiger, the Tiger, the player was like the MVP of the week. I think the U.S. won in spite of Tiger, the captain. It was. I think it was totally unnecessary for him to be the captain. Like I think it was just like a weird flex. Of like, yeah. but it was also chosen well before his resurgence. Yeah, and all that. So that's yeah, it's it was, important. What, to beginning note. of 2018, I think it was. So he like had just started to come back a little bit. I agree. It wasn't like. It wasn't like oh he could be playing it, but I remember when it was announced, kind of like oh, like yeah he might he might be playing at it. But from all I've gathered, he was chomping at the bit to do it. And like as soon as the tour approached him, he was like I'm in, I'm in 100. Like whatever you need, I'll do it. And which was like we've seen the cat evolve a lot in the last you know 24 months or whatever it is. But that was that was new at that time. That was still like a well like he was actually really involved in the 2017 Presidents Cup at yeah. at Liberty National, and he was like celebrating when Phil made a putt. And like people had that image of him raising his fist when Phil made that putt was kind of like, oh, this is kind of a new Tiger. And we've come a long way since then, but it was kind of like a whoa for the tour. 
we get an opportunity to get Tiger involved in this process? Like, are you oh, I mean, I get all yeah. the reasons why. I'm just saying just specifically, like, on especially the first couple of days, like, I just feel like he, you know, he didn't – his guys weren't in a position to win matches. They flew in jet-lagged from the hero. The schedule, for scheduling they, reasons, I'm with you there. Like, if they yeah. really, really yeah. taken it seriously, they would not have had the hero, like, the week before it. Which like they played twenty seven holes of practice out there, which <laughs> right yeah. like the intricacies of where you need to land balls on these greens to get to certain pins. There's no way you can learn that. And I don't. I'm not sure the internationals officially like, played more than that. But like that's. I mean, sending Reed and Simpson out three sessions in a row. That was bizarre. Um, you know, this is boys. It's boys. <laughs> because I, I one thing that I do want to laud the President's Cup for is the and it, and it kind of sucked because it was like the last thing every day and it's two a.m our time by the time we're watching it but all the match selection stuff oh, so is awesome. so good yeah and the schedule's better splitting up the first day session mm -hmm. into two days is better for every single viewer in the world like we can sit around and watch golf for 12 hours sometimes but like who what working people on a friday can just sit and watch you know two straight sessions of of team play it just break it up into two days it's great it's but I, and and i just thought it was very very telling to see ernie and his guys kind of, you know, choose their guys just up on stage there and then watch Tiger and Cuppy. Cups. Cups. <laughs> Cups. <laughs> you know, their their process looked radically different. I think I think Ernie, uh, we've alluded to this, I think he squeezed like every bit of toothpaste out of the tube. Like, yeah. From an analytic perspective, like he did all he could to get his team in a position to succeed. Once you roll him out there on Sunday, he, I mean, there was nothing he could have done order-wise or any strategy-wise on Sunday to stop what was coming. I mean, it was, it felt kind of inevitable that they weren't not going to be able to hold, hold, the, hold on to that, but he got as much out of them as they could have possibly done. Yeah. And then that, that Friday, whatever Thursday here, the second day, like letting that afternoon slip away was what, like that was the sign to like, okay, yeah, it's not going to happen. It's like, you can only hold back the dam for so long, exactly. especially when like, and, and I love his game and I'm super impressed with it. And I think he, he'd win a lot more if there weren't, you know, if the setups were different and different skills were tested, but like when CT pans one of your like your best players in your team, and you're going against JT and Tiger and Xander <laughs> yeah. and Finau, it's it's like that's that's a tough ask. Yeah, no but that's that's where going all the way back to like how you choose teams, and I know Randy, you've been on this block too of just like you got to throw like general thinking out the window, and like if you if you were the US and like. CT Pan had a great week, right? I mean, who? Else, what other guys like on the on the like? Is Abraham Answer? No disrespect to Abraham Answer. Would he have made this U.S. team? Like, if he was American, like, would they have selected him for this team? Like, I don't know if they would. Probably but like, not. I can answer that. No, <laughs> right. But like, look, he can show up at a Presidents Cup, go against a very strong yeah. U.S. team, and go three and one. Like, you don't have to fit into this mold of. This is the safe guy, Matt Kuchar. Come on in. You're on the team. I know Kuchar made it on points, but I'm just saying, like, their thinking for captain's picks is so inside the box that, that look at some of the guys that are successful and, like, looking ahead. This is why I was arguing for Speed. It's like, like, two holes into this thing. How many people on Twitter were like, whoa, Speed would have actually been a really great fit for this or thing? Or Kisner. Yeah, yeah Kisner. Yeah. Fantastic. So I'm glad Xander was there. I'm glad Cantley was there because those are two guys that weren't in Paris that looked like they could have helped that team a lot. But it just it goes to show, man, like it doesn't always have to be a very uniform set because you roll the ball out and a lot of these guys can beat each other on, on the right days. For sure. For, <laughs> listen, 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 for sure. Yeah. For sure. I don't know what the answer to that is, though. Like from an actual, like real structural standpoint, is it does it become six automatic qualifiers and six captain's picks? 
Does it because it, you know it's not going to become twelve captain's picks? I think that would give it a I lot would. more flavor. Six but I think six. even six and six would be like I don't know. That seems like kind of a no brainer. Oh, six like yeah. for sure. But I, the, the, I'm not the even problem is that. though. Sorry, I'm no, going to cut right. you off. I feel like the problem is though. There's this pressure to even if it's six, right? Then you're gonna pick like six of eight from let's say like spot seven through you know. 15 for sure or whatever it is seven through 14 and i think that's what i would like to see somebody get away from and actually build the best team for the course for the event um and maybe that's taking a guy like kisner or spieth who you know has a short game you compare him and in foursomes with somebody I, there's just not that like creativity i think it gets back to the, the there's this pressure expectation to you just have to pick out of those like next yeah. three or four guys who didn't qualify two man. things make the points private make the point list private that will help free up people so much to like actually select people that they that they want to take want make it six people and make it private yeah because like like you said figure it out people default but i like just say like come up one day and say these six people like automatically qualify okay like i don't know who seven through whatever is because i think like you said that they feel pressure to say oh i gotta blah blah blah, because people are gonna say what he was seventh in points my challenge to that always is hey tell me how the points work Go ahead. Tell me how it works. What, like, <laughs> why is that the best determinant of who is going to play well in that? Like, can you explain how the points? You probably can't because like, people just take these points as gospel, and it doesn't mean shit. Like, what's the? Co- I, I'd love to. I should probably look into this. Like, the correlation between who earns the most points in qualifying and what their Ryder Cup records are. I guarantee. Yeah. I would almost bet. I'm not going to guarantee. I would almost guarantee that it would not be correlated very strongly. It would be sweet if they'd had the U.S. team had to abide by whatever you know the tour's current structure is and then they just gave the international team cool you guys want to like because they're basically doing it with ernie with one hand behind his back right now as far as you know like having to have how tong on the team or how you know like he's got less depth as it is and when one of those yeah those pick or when one of those qualifiers just doesn't even show up that like that that hurts the international team a lot more than I think it hurts. And you have the rest to play team. them at least yeah. once. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think I think Kepka not being there was like a big I think the US team probably would have boat raced him yeah. a little bit more he if Kepka awesome was there. On that golf course, yeah. I think. That's yeah. why I, I like what if they just did away with points? That's, and that's, you want to make yeah. a captain important? Let him pick his own team. Exactly. Well, and that's that's and, and the then whole he puts thing. literally puts his name on the team. Like Yo, pick your guys. And that's where I think, like, when you talk to players and you, you talk to whoever about it, it's like, well, you know, they really, they should be rewarded for having a great year, for having a great two years, or it should mean, it's like, to who? Like, yeah, like, that's what the yeah. money's for. We're gonna, yeah, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get into this when we talk about kind of, like, rooting interest and stuff, but, like, Sally, like you said on the, the preview pod, like, the thing was created in a conference room, and it's a pure exhibition. Like, who the who says that you need to... Like that, anybody's entitled to be on the team. Like yeah. it's pure entertainment and pure spectacle and pure everything. Like, like you said, if you want to have the captains not be like ceremonial figureheads, then make them like pick the team. Yeah. And and I started saying that like a couple years ago as a kind of like as a joke. Like, oh, it should be twelve captains picks. And the more I think about it, the more I'm like, God, that like you can. Are there even, automatic qualifiers for like Team USA basketball? That's what you were saying. Yeah, no, make it like the dream aren't. team. And that's the thing, like the mo- maybe the most famous international team ever, the '92 Dream Team. They left off some really good players because Jordan didn't like them. <laughs> Isaiah yeah. Thomas. Yeah, it's like there, there's no automatic qualif. Like, oh, you scored this many points, you get yeah. to be on the team. It's like, oh man, they 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 have tryouts and they pick the team and the coaches, you know, 
roll with the guys they want to roll with. A book has literally been written about this by the guy himself. Uh, so it's like this is not a secret of any kind. But like the one guy who went outside the box and changed captain's picks from from two to four and selected Steve Stricker, a rookie at the time. Uh, as far as Ryder Cup, Hunter Mahan, a rookie at the time for the Ryder Cup, J.B. Holmes, a rookie for the Ryder Cup, and Chad Campbell, that's 2008 Ryder Cup. That's the captain's picks from from Paul Azinger. And, like, Hunter Mahan played five matches, and, like, he said, no, this is, the, he came, he met with the guys who were automatically qualifying and be like, who do you guys want in your group? Like, who's your guy? And they're like, we want that guy. I'm like, boom, you're good, you're in. And it was not, I'm sure that, I don't have the, the guys that got snubbed from that team, but I, I'm sure there was some great players left off that team. But I was like, no, what is the fit? Who are you going to play with? And I don't mean like take Webb Simpson to babysit the biggest trouble boy on the team. I mean, like, why do you fit into this Drunk group? Drunk an emotional support animal. <laughs> he was. Poor Webb, man. This so sucks. two other guys want to Patrick, have you thought about finding Jesus? <laughs> but even like, yeah, like who, who looked like they wanted to be there more? And of course, it's easy to cherry pick the stats after. But was it like Xander and Cantlay? Or was it like Kucher and DJ? Oh my god! <laughs> well, so so that's another guy I want to talk about. Was is kind of putting this within their career arc? I think Cantlay had a massive week. Yeah, I think for just you know his profile in the game, making some huge putts. Being, I mean, I was really impressed with him for both Cantlay and Xander. How's yeah. this? How's this for like your career trajectory? Hey, Tiger Woods picked you to go out and play five matches. Yeah, like how, how how can you not stand over the ball with the most in like the most extreme confidence after that happened? Which I I know we we we've kind of talked about. It's it's hard to kind of define. None of us are in the team room, but can you imagine how like in some of the guys that I talk to, how fucking cool it would be to play for Tiger Woods? And that's where getting like circling <laughs> all the way back to your your question about the captaincy and like did they win despite Tiger like. I hate getting into the sports writer cliches and who wanted it more. Like and what subjectively, what, no, but, right? But like, I, th- yeah, I think that that probably had a huge factor. Which when I think Tiger it, Woods comes up, is like, yo, go get fair. a fucking point. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think regime wise, I'm with you. And like yeah. the overall four captains, the, the duties are shared more than like the, the broadcast will let you mm-hmm. like lead on. Overall regime, I thought it was like a very average. And if you factor in scheduling in front of it, below average leadership, like from all we we like Tiger trying to talk on analytics, like some I think Shane Ryan asked him about like how they use analytics. It was kind of like okay, so you don't really you don't, you're not using the same analytics the internationals are using yeah. and like the Europeans are using. Like it, it's very clear, it's very much still a gut feel on who you pair with who, but at, at a different level, like going out and playing for somebody like Tiger's got to be the biggest the biggest thrill, and it's something that should happen in an event like the Presidents Cup, right? I mean it's a it's it's even more of an exhibition than the Ryder Cup is. Like Ryder Cup's more of a competition, I would argue, than the Presidents Cup. But the other guy I want to talk about on on the international team, Joaquin Neiman. He was a big disappointment that was that was this week. Was, yeah. yeah, that look, that could have been a big breakout. That was like. like two holes in. I was like, oh, he does not hit it yeah. high enough for this yeah. golf course, which and, is so cool. To, and we'll talk yeah. about the golf course. We haven't even got to that yet. But so cool to see like how many different particular skills you needed to play this place. And like, if you don't check one of the boxes, like if you can't control your spin, like you're you're gone. Yeah, you got like no it was like Sungjae was everything we we thought he was, and ten times more. And Joaquin, I I just don't think he's ready to come out of the oven yet. As far as like, you know, he's just he's got to be he, incubated a little. Yeah, bit. he's got some shit to work on. <laughs> but like his ball flight works on the tour. Like it's gonna ball's gonna stop on the greens. Yeah. Like he and he hits it incredibly straight. And but just here, it's not gonna work. I know we we've said this a, a bunch of times and said it leading into, but the the fact that a place like Royal Melbourne can make 
you know, you're basically talking about 24 of, for all intents and purposes, like literally the best players in the world, right? I know the international team's weaker on world rankings and whatever, but they're still the best players in the world. And the fact that a firm, fast place like Royal Melbourne can make some of those players look really stupid and uh, is wild, but the fact that it just makes Tiger look that much better, just oh going God. on like skill set, like you have to have every shot. You, like, other than maybe bogeying the two par threes in the singles match, like I don't know what else Tiger did wrong. Like watching him flawless. Watching him control his distance with his irons oh. and shape the ball. Where I mean, and and Grant Zinger I think ran out of terms to <laughs> to say for like yeah he, he's dropping this one from a hot air balloon onto the green you know but but like you know high draws low low cuts just he hit every single one of the shots that it, like of those twelve shots that he does right. in the warm up he he hit all twelve right. of those multiple times which like I want to like we should pray be praising the setup not yeah. just like yeah. one they let it get firm as hell. And where they put those pins was fucking awesome. Like, it was literally ass. Like, the, the, I didn't really love, I forget what the back nine hole is. Was it 14, the par three, like the front yeah. left pin it had? But it was like, nobody could get close to it. But it was like, all right, the question is now, hey, you got to hit one really high. You got to hit one really high. If you want to land this and get this close, you got to hit it super high and stop it quick. And not a lot of guys could do that. And like, the, like whatever, two holes before, it was like, all right, you need to hit a low fade to get to this one because you have to use this slope, blah, blah, blah. It was, you had to have every single shot. And like, there's no better like example for like all the things. And people kind of get on us for complaining about the tour courses and the setup and professional golf and all that. It was like, no, no, no. Here's what we're talking about. The problem is this doesn't really exist in the States. There's not one of these golf courses. There's Pine not. Pinehurst is up there. It's up there. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. But part of the reason some of them don't exist too is like because of the way, you know, and I know there's a very unique set of variables and circumstances down there with the sand and the climate and all that, but also like, Part of the reason all these tour courses look and play the way they do is because they are overwatered and they are like you're never going to get it all the way to Royal Melbourne, but you're also like there's there's actionable things that you can do that you know would would actually be more sustainable too. Yeah, I just, I also just like those courses that that we're probably talking about aren't just aren't designed to be played that way though. Like Royal Melbourne is designed to be played like this. You know what I mean? If you go and bake out, like take whatever a, a random course they play in the summer and bake it out, still with like the rough around the greens, nowhere well, to land the ball. Totally in front. get it. Yeah, but also just, like, like even that's what makes Melbourne like a literal fucking masterpiece. Even like, thinking back to the Quicken Loans National or whatever at TPC Potomac Potomac, Farms, like a TPC course. And that place got firm and fast and baked out. And I was like, man, like we're seeing some different skills. Yeah. And you still see it. You still see it in the majors most, more often than not. I just want to separate out like, like we're literally talking about the best. Like this, we're not, we're not saying, Hey, take Royal Melbourne and do this every week on the PGA tour. It's not possible. Like it's not. And it's also a big ask to, to say, okay, make it firm, make it do, do all these things, but also have enough space for this. But also do like, it's, it's a hard puzzle that they're trying to put together. They should bake out Trinity for us. Yes. yes. There's a good example. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, a hard out. Is there anything you guys need me to answer before well, I let's uh, talk Ricky. get out of here? Let's talk yeah, Ricky. We need your... Un- Ricky, undefeated? Your reaction. Undefeated. Yeah. One, zero, and three. Somehow Ricky continues. It's it's He's got an uncanny ability to both play well and kind of stay. <laughs> it's, uh, How excited were you when it looked like it was going to come down to Ricky for the top? Legitimately, I wanted to see it. I, I'm just like anybody else. If he would have like busted through... Um, and and like earn the decisive point in the 17 18th hole of his match like hey credit to him uh i i was i was rooting for it his back nine though was a little squirrely he oh, hit some yeah. great shots he just, he, he, he could have pots. pots yeah for 
So I, I, I legitimately, like, you know, hyperbole aside, I, I think that would have been great theater uh, to see how he responded. Ricky might be, like, the most, like, the, the least I would question their game and that it is never, like, better than that and it's never worse than that. Like, he never, it's never like, oh, I can't wait to see what Ricky does today. It's like, you literally almost know exactly what you're going to get, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, I did get, like, for being, he, he's always cited as one of the best putters in the world. He doesn't make a lot of like big putts. Yeah, yeah. You know, like back nine when it counts. It's like, yeah, well, that one ran by. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I certainly, you know, I love getting people riled up. Both sides. It was an absolute feeding frenzy on Twitter. <laughs> but it is fun. He he's a very compelling golfer, and so I, I I do appreciate you know kind of the theater of of watching him in big spots. God, I can't wait for for Randy to do a full turn in 2020. Yeah. Just be a, a what, biggest. What is he gonna have to do for you to retire the bit? Win a major. Okay. I yeah. just want. I figured that was the case, but I just yeah. want to get right. that the right. I think that's yeah. the thing. Is like Randy's not necessarily even rooting against. You're not rooting against him. You're. I mean, not necessarily. I, I think. It's just like, yo, dude, show me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, People are like, man, this is so tired. This is a tired bit. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <You know. laughs> That's kind of welcome are. to my world. I was kind of tired of hearing about the guy. For the last <laughs> <five> <laughs> and when he does win a major, Randy will be the first one on the 18th green to congratulate him. <laughs> exactly right. With exactly that, right. you got We're signing you out. So yeah, guys, you all have my best. Um, I'm gonna go play with some youths at Jack's Beach. Randy, thank you. You're always generous so with your time. One other thing, you know, granted, people can say Kepka missed it on the U.S. side, but like not having Jason Day. As much as I can't stand the guy and think he's a charlatan and you know all of get that. to the point, but he, like he like not charlatan not having one of your best players it's on the international team when you lack depth and all that like subbing in Ben on for Jason Day like that Ben on looked good for a while uh, his record does faded. not represent how I felt like he played one yeah. two and two and but I think having Ben on instead of Hao Tong and adding Jason Day would have been a big step in the right direction. Yeah, it definitely know. would have. It was, God, it was just a, I, I, how much do we think the golf course fed into how much we enjoyed this event? Oh, massively. And like, I've oh, I've been a proponent of like, yeah, Ryder Cup, like, yeah, the venue doesn't really matter that much. Like, it's more about the match play. And now I'm like, oh, well, well, you're going to fucking Melbourne. Like, of course, that's like yeah. the greatest viewing experience you can have as a fan. Prime time, they did a great job with the TV times. It was a little late at times, but there's not much else they could have done. In December, where people are kind of holed up and ready. We're also to- talking about like we're the only people in the world. Like 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 our time zone is the only uh That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the majority like they're targeting like East Coast like the yeah. East everything is and TV works around the East Coast of the US for the most part. But uh but yeah, it was it was just unbelievable viewing. Well, yeah. we're gonna get the coverage here at a certain point and we're we're not gonna get to it before then. I think as far as the golf course, I don't, I don't want to pivot away from the golf course, but to your question on how much did that feed into your enjoyment of the event, I, I do think that was a big part of it, but I think that was a big part of it because it allowed the internationals to be competitive. Yes. And I think the internationals taking the lead was 90% of my enjoyment on this. Okay. And I want to talk about this like at length because I know my associate Tron – has, there's been a lot of haters and losers coming at Tron about uh, rooting for the internationals. It's like people have been su- almost surprised. Like, oh, you're rooting for like, yeah, are yeah you like, here? no, like that's not yeah. a bit. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I just don't care to root for like Bryson and Webb and so I want to Zach Johnson in the past. Expound on this a little bit. 
one, I think we covered extensively, like, I, I, there's some players on the U.S. team that are just not inspiring. And that's not to say the internationals are all that inspiring, but, like, my question or my uh, challenge, I guess, to anyone who's who would be pissed about an American rooting for the internationals is, like, what do you think this event is? Because, like we said, it was created in a, a corporate boardroom. The whole thing is, like, yeah, it's the U.S., uh, versus the rest of the world, Except but not yeah. Europe. Uh, but one of the guys is from Texas. But uh, you know, but like, like none of them speak the same language as, the, as, the as same each other. Language. Yeah, like it's kind of just it's so cobbled together. Some of them hate each other. That <laughs> when you Ernie's really like look from South Africans and Australians butt heads yeah. all the time. Yeah, it's like when you look from thirty thousand feet. It's like the only thing that would be interesting here is the Americans not winning. Yes, and so it's not like this isn't a fucking like my country tis of thee situation. <laughs> like it's not we're not talking about a war. It's like a made up like corporate orgy thing. Which is why they should draft the teams. Which is why they should draft the teams. Which is why it's like yeah, of course I want the internationals to win. Like why would I root for the globetrotters? <laughs> like this is stupid. And that's why all the air was completely sucked out of the balloon as soon as it was like oh, Kucher makes the winning point like. Yeah, go USA. Proud to be an American. Like, no, come on. This isn't that. Yeah. Whereas I do think the Ryder Cup, trying to tie all this together, I think the Ryder Cup feels different Yes, because the atmosphere is so much thicker and so much like... It's clear sides. And that's where I think the golf course does matter. Like, if it was on a better golf course, would it be better? Of course. But I think the golf course does matter a little bit more because the tensions ratcheted up so high because it's so much more competitive to where it's like... You know, you know what I'm getting at? I think so. I just don't like. I don't ascribe me being American to. Oh man, like I, these guys represent me, and like it's 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 an arbitrary team golf competition, like you said, and I just happen to think I just happen to like the underdogs in this scenario, where like with the European team in the past, like I've just liked watching those guys. I just want to go have beers with those guys. Yeah, it's kind of my. I I was I said something on Twitter yesterday, which was probably ill advised, but it was like. you know, I'm not rooting against Tiger, but essentially I was kind of trying to say, like, I'm not I'm not rooting against Tiger, but it would be really, 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 really cool to see someone like Abe Answer take down Tiger, like, at the peak of his powers. Because, of course, Tiger's supposed to win. So why it's not fun to root for, like, the thing that's definitely supposed to happen. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think, like, where I net out on this is if I'm ranking the what I would want to see happen, like, maybe the least I would want to see happen is the U.S. win in a route. Unless it's like a comical, like mm-hmm. 17 was like so bad that it was comical. But like, I'd rather, what I'd, I'd rather see the internationals win it than the US win in a boring route. I think that would be way just more interesting. I cannot say the same for the Ryder Cup. For the yeah, Ryder Cup, I'm like, uh, I would want to fucking pound those guys into the dirt. That's um, fair. But like, when it comes down to but it at the end. Why do you think that is? Why is that different? Like like I said, that's it's my just, point. It's a, it's a competition that like the guys actually, I'm not saying people don't care about the President's Cup, but like, it is second billing, and everyone. Uh, there's the a history. There. It's their only thing, right? And it's not, but there's no like real continuity with them. They're not strategizing year round of how we're going to do the president. Like they don't. They're not the same nationality. It's not. It's nothing. It's there's no real continuity on that team. And the Ryder Cup is just so different for the history between it, and like how much pride the guys take in it, and how serious they take it, and how much it like makes them actually tighten up. I don't think the President's Cup makes anybody tighten up. I think it's a really fun team event, but I don't think that like I don't think Justin Thomas talking about he couldn't put the ball on the tee in France, and like I don't think he has that trouble at Royal Melbourne. That's the difference for me. And going back to like the the setup thing, what I'm talking about is 
I've t- I've been on record in the past being like both sides, U.S. and the and Europe in the Ryder Cup are messing up this course setup thing. It's going too far in the extreme each time. And we've had one close Ryder Cup in the last like t- 2002 was close, and 2012 were close. Yeah. And like that's it. And, like it's the home team wins like every other time by like a lot other than 2004, which was a disaster. But my point <laughs> being like. There's something like of, of course set up like this that it's it wasn't necessarily neutral. I think it was just like a amazing golf course to to play a tournament. Like you're telling me like Italy's golf course is gonna be, is gonna be yeah, like an amazing setup and it's gonna look a lot like France, I'm sure. And that was not made for good theater. This like irregardless, I don't know if that's the right word of how I don't actually the, even think that is a word. The final result, like a good setup and an exciting competition should be the goal of this thing. Yeah, more yeah so it's a golf more. exhibition. Yeah. Like that was my thing. I wanted my what I liked the most was seeing the Aussies turn out and you know, it was an amazing environment that they created and all hats off to them and the whole thing with like, oh, well, you know, like why don't they have more golf tournaments down in Australia? Like they do. It's called the Australian Open and like granted Golf Australia needs to get their shit together and have more of those in Melbourne, but like they have the World Cup. They have they have certain tournaments. Like you can watch them. Like you want to support Australian golf and you want to see more golf like this. And like watch the Australian Open. Like what? Like support golf in Australia as an international, you know, viewer and just fan of golf. Like the golf is is richer and better with Australia well represented in the ecosystem. Like back in the early two thousands, they had a WGC down there. Forty of the top one hundred in the world didn't show up. Right. Which I think is a shame, and that's where that it was it, a it's, shitty schedule issue. Yeah, though. they had it like in early January when the tour was. Like it was just that, that you can't make it easily skippable, right? So if like if we have a WGC in December, there's no more weeks that aren't easily skippable. <laughs> it's too saturated with right. But if you put a stuff. WGC down there like in December, like that's your best chance, I think, to get guys to show up, right? But I mean, it, before they take yeah. time off for the holidays, and like and, guys are going to. And I'm not saying Australia and China are close together. I'm just saying guys are guys are traveling out of their way to go play the WGC in China or to go to the CJ Cup or whatever. And I have no problem with that part of the world being represented, but I just have a problem with Australia being drastically underrepresented. And I know some of it comes down, a lot of it comes down to money. A lot of it. Taxes. You know, which is tough and and that sucks, but it's almost like, hey man, like I think we're talking about supporting the game, not just just your bank account. Mm -hmm. And I give credit to guys like Spieth and Abe Answers, the defending, or before this year, he's defending... Aussie Open champion. Kuchar's gone down there a bunch. Like there are guys that go down and play it, and kudos to them. I just think, like this proves that that you know it, it needs to be more of a focal point. Yeah. I, where I where's the this event going in 2023? I'm I'm hoping they're leaving this open. I think Royal. I hope that's what I was gonna say. I hope it's like we're staying open to see how this goes this year, and if it goes well, we're going right back. So are they? So I, I like I know they were deep into discussions with Royal Montreal as far as that being the next venue. You think they? Do an audible? I don't know. Well, I, I would just no think idea. with Royal Montreal, like what time of year you gotta you gotta move it up drastically, right? That's what th- that's what helped is doing this in December. Yeah. If this was at the mm-hmm. end of just feels like an afterthought, uh, afterthought, yeah. and during peak football season, like they yeah. avoided all football this week. Yeah, it's and it's over. Like well, Solly obviously doesn't support the troops. That's true. <laughs> Army Navy man, yeah, come on. That's a good point. No, it, was, no, no, it, no, it, no, it didn't I'm, run I'm, concurrently I'm against Army Navy I'm game. <laughs> I fucking love the troops, man. Get off me. Um, Tron so, hates the troops. That's why he roots for international. So like that is there's that's where I wanted I want to take carve out time to make sure that we point out like how great of a job the tour did with everything that went into planning this event. 
Like the schedule, the scheduling point. Except the Hero World Challenge. Well, like being, it helped. I will argue that that helped the competition. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of <laughs> agree. And that's that's what is a little scummy about this. But it even kind of reinforces my point on why I think it's more fun that the internationals played well. Is for this thing to be close, like the U.S. basically had to be like jet lagged and not really know the course that well. <laughs> like that's not. That's probably not a good sign for the future. No, but it was it was great. It was good. It was good viewing. Let's talk about like the specific course. Like what 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 was what holes stuck out to you guys? What was the good viewing experience part? I think for something that's so match play based, I mean, there's so many good short par fours, right? And and uh, this is not a coverage take. I'm not back into that, but I I watched literally every shot all four days, which is crazy. I cannot imagine predicting that i would do right. that but that's how like invested i was and i still don't have a good feel for like the holes because all you yeah. see is putts you that know was, what i mean like yeah. it, it's i got a really good feeling of what one and two and 17 and 18 are because i could see guys hit shots in there and i could see like okay i can see that they're going from here to here to here but three th- and three and five i know are the par threes but like beyond that it, it gets really hard to to know like oh 10 is better than 11 is better than 12 because like i i struggle to picture those even though i've like play the golf course <laughs> yeah i'm i'm really like all messed up just because of the which holes i think of in my head aren't it's not the same number but like number six which is 10 west yeah that yeah. was one of my favorites dog the short drivable dog leg left par four so like this is going to be hybrid of talking about the course and the coverage here but now i didn't see one flyover of a golf hole we see them every week on the PGA Tour when they're the most like they did a couple holes. but they were even like the graphic graphics, instead yeah. of the real yeah, like flying over with like you have, you have bones on the team. Bones has caddied this golf course. Bones is no knows how to navigate a golf course and can describe the strategy of a hole. Having him do flyovers is like that's like step one of what I would have recommended. That's not even like step eight. It's like hey yeah, give give viewers an idea what what we're looking at here. This is this is a fucking masterpiece of a golf course. Masterpiece like. You went there for a reason. Show it to us. Like, you got to explain yeah. to us why that's important. Yeah. Uh, I thought I thought the first hole was fantastic. And that first hole, like going back to that JT, there was uh, the first alternate shot round. Uh, Tiger hits iron and lays back to 160 yards. And like you hear the conversation between JT and his caddy, and he's like, "It's gap wedge, right?" And like he hits a gap wedge, and he has to land it in like this little five yard area in the front of the green to get it to roll back, and it rolls to like 20 feet. If he lands it five yards further, it hits a downslope and goes over the green. And the announcer was like, yeah, that's, that's pretty good there from JT. I was like, no, that was awesome. Like, <laughs> you're going to see why that was awesome here in a second. And then sure enough, I think the next shot hit the downslope and went over the green. And so it's like you owe, you owe it to the viewers to, to like put Give in context, context of, yeah. like, yeah. I, I hate. And this is a golf course. Like, it, it works on the PGA Tour. Like, they tee off. All right, he's just fine there because it's usually not that important to be on a certain side of the fairway. Whereas, like, they, they, when they would hit a shot there, they'd be like, oh, yep, he's fine there. Or, oh, that crept into the rough. It's like, sometimes being in the rough's not bad yeah. on that golf course. Having and, two two balls where you can definitively say, like, this guy has a great angle. Yes. This guy has no chance to get it close. And, and like, like, building the drama for, like, no day thing, you know, when the guy who doesn't have a chance hits it to 10 feet. Yes. It's like, oh, my gosh, that was a great shot. And, like, number one, the, the, the line of play changed from day one to day two. Yeah. Like, it was down the right on the first day, yep. and you were screwed if you were on the left. And then the next day, it was like... You hit it right, you are screwed. You and they, get I thought the they did a really good job of pointing that out. But the problem is, like, after number one, and a lot of this I know is more matches get on the course and more balls are in play and all that, all that stuff. But uh, yeah, other than number one, like I can't think of too many great examples. Eighteen and eighteen, 
they did 11, a good job. 11 was good. The, yeah, I thought they did a form. good job of explaining it on uh, number nine as well, which is 17 West. It's mm-hmm. yeah. like one of the better yeah, part yeah. fours in the world. Something else that, that they did that I liked was that where they showed all the, the lies. Yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah, you know, granted, like, you know, maybe devote those resources to, you know, other stuff. But I, I thought it was a cool thing. But just it's like it's weird that they're not showing any tee shots, but they have enough resources to do that. Or, and this is the, the whole the whole point of how important it is to play back work from the hole backwards on these holes is like it makes the tee shots important and intriguing. And their strategy this week was just like, we're not showing tee shots. Yeah. Which, and this is the part of the podcast where I will happily put my hand up and say I'm not a TV producer and I don't know what the demands are that they they have. If I had to guess, they got just shellacked with commercials that they had to put in there, which means that, you know, working backwards in honor of Roy yeah. Melbourne, let's work backwards <laughs> from the commercials. But you have like you have these fixed number of things that you have to do. But you still have to tell the story of like who's winning the hole. So then it's like, okay, well, how do you do that? You do that with whether or not they make putts, right? And so in the limited amount of time you have, it's like literally the only time we have is to show you this putt because it's for him to go one up. Because otherwise if it was like, yeah, let's show his, you know, let's show his TV or his, his tee shot, but not his putt, then we'd be like, well, how did he get to one up? How did he get to blah, blah, blah. So it's like they're, they're set up to fail. And this was kind of the point. I kind of went off on Twitter about this a little bit, but this was the point of even like I don't want to do coverage stuff like I it sucked it always sucks like whatever <laughs> expect what anything can, expect different. anything different <laughs> as we play through uh, like I, I don't know who to blame on this is kind of my thing because like it's not just an NBC Golf Channel thing it's not just a whoever sold the ads like it's just there's a lot of uh, at some bad, point man. is there a de- point a of diminishing returns with system. the same ads over and oh, over and over sure. again it's yeah. like what like people are like you're actively turning people off of your product versus trying to advertise future products like th- that's the point of like well uh, not only that but just like how many times do we see the we are Morgan Stanley commercial yeah well but my point is when you're advertising for the players and for a future president's cups it's like well, I know when I tune into those in however many months or years, you're going to do these. You're going <laughs> to hit me with more commercials. Like, why is that the big payoff of like, yeah, just stick with us until the players and then it's going to be good viewing. And that's what I don't, like I don't people. I know yeah. we, we don't like, like, it's like people you've give already a shit. got us. People like, give a yeah. shit for all the coverage stuff. But like, that was the most vitriol reaction I've seen out of Twitter on the coverage. You can distill down and correct me if I'm wrong, because I kind of glaze over at points during the telecast, but you can distill down what happened yesterday to Kucher like flipping that match, basically, right? And did we see that Louis had driven it in the trees and had to punch out, and like that's why he lost that hole, and that's why Kucher flipped it, and then Kucher goes on to get the winning point. Like, did we see any of that? No, there was no, no context because it was in commercial, and it's it's just. But even when there was only four, you know, like they were good on the last day when there was only three matches at the start, and then it was almost like. <laughs> They couldn't figure out which matches were important and they lost the plot. And like literally there's like three matches on the course right now that matter. There's maybe six or seven. And then even at the end when there were only three, like physically only three matches on the course, they still struggled to keep up and and show show the proper stuff. And just it's just cutting back and forth quicker. And that's where I think a lot of it was, uh, you know, people always say like they front load, you know, don't worry. Like they're just front loading all the commercials. The end's going to be really good. Like the end sucked yesterday. It sucked. It was like, that's the high point of the drama of this four days. This is why I sat around like watching this all. And like, you just get bludgeoned. And it's just, 
It's like so. I don't know. It's well, like insulting and patronizing. And well, here's what here's the take I had. Watch. I was at. Uh, I went to my fiance's company Christmas party on Friday night, so I was unable to sit and watch the coverage. But it was on. Like it was obviously the sound was not on, and you know whatever, just music playing and whatnot. But like I was drawn to watching it. I think golf is actually meant to just be on in the background. Like I honestly think yeah. that because I was like way more intrigued watching it without the sound on and while I was distracted than when I sit on the couch and listen and get engaged mm-hmm. to it. And I didn't notice the commercials as much. And it's it's almost like it's designed to be reliant on like, okay, you got to trust us that we're going to show you the important parts and you can be blind to all the things that you don't know are going on. And you can sit and watch and be like, wow, God, that was, that was good drama. That was great. But when but, that trust erodes, but when you, the second you start like looking around at scoreboards and like tracking other matches and doing any work on your own and realizing how much other stuff's going on, you're, you're like, you're just, you lost the plot. You've lost everything. So it's, 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 I agree with what you're saying. And that like, I don't think that they, I, I, Somebody at some point made a decision, whether that's the tour, whether that's NBC, whether that's Golf Channel, to be like, we are going to give them a middle finger. Like, we are going to. Like, we're going to give them 23 minutes of commercials in an hour. We're going to, the most diehard fans that are going to start watching our broadcast first, within an hour and a half, you decided, I'm going to time how many commercials. Like, that was your reaction to their product. It all comes back to, it's the same thing with the, with the Reed tweet of like, it all comes back to how the tour views. Yeah. They're, they're golf fans. Yeah. Like it's like we cool. Like you guys are idiots. And I know people that are really not smart. Like to make the comparison of like, well, you guys have sponsors on your. Do you have any idea what this podcast would sound like with twenty three minutes of ads <laughs> per hour? You, we do maximum two. Do you have any idea? Like they're every single break they take is longer than all of our any breaks, and you don't miss anything while we're in break. Like. There's not like imagine if we just kept the conversation going, but you know instead of hearing it, we just like played ads. Like that's the, what playing through is. Their production costs might be a little different yeah. than ours, but I'm yeah, just uh, saying like yeah. the comparison to this is not like yeah, no. we're not being hypocritical in this scenario. Like right. we are, like it's not this. It's not the same language. I, I going think that back, was yeah. that was the the big struggle for me was like the whatever. There was the ill-fated Golf Channel producer who tweeted like, "Do people do people not get that like that's how we have to make money?" Like, do you not get that people pay a fucking cable subscription? Like, we already paid for this channel, and now, like, we can't even watch what we're essentially paying for? Like, the whole model is, I don't know. People kept saying, oh, well, you know, sitcom TV, like, it's blah, blah, blah. Like, it's this much ad, ad time. I'm like, yeah, have you seen that market, like, get disrupted at all over the last 10 years? Like, in yeah, some way, that too. doesn't mean that's the only answer, man. It's like, take, take the middle to, you know, kind of the medium-term version where it's like, hey, like, you got to... Got to invest in your product a little bit. Like maybe if the ratings improve, each of these ads is worth more, and you don't need as many of them. Right. Like that's a fucking novel thought, huh? Well, yeah. the uh, the alternative to like what we're talking about here, le- legitimately, is there's one alternative. It's like, okay, deal with it. What are you gonna do? Yeah, don't watch. What are you gonna do? Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Like that's their challenge to us. What are you gonna do about this? And we can't really do anything except complain about it. And so we're stuck in this this like so imagine. Like, there's no competition here, right? If we had 23 minutes of ads per podcast, what's going to happen? People are going to go to other sources for podcasts. Like, they're not going to listen to it anymore. When there's one person that's bought the rights to this thing and there's no other viewing option, we have nothing to do but to sit here and complain. Is this what communism is like? So, no, you're talking a lot about anti-monopoly practices. I would love to get you some literature on... Uh, <laughs> going back to the course the a little bit, I think one of the things, the biggest theme for me was how it not diminished... It, it, like it de-emphasized the importance of driver, of, yeah. of getting off the tee. Like, is there anything more fun than watching Tiger stand with an iron on a par four? 
Like, I, I just know that he's painting right now. I, I was thinking I, I that. love it. Like, I, I know he's not the only player that does this, but for whatever reason, it's just it's so much more fun to watch Tiger hit it to 12 feet than yes. anybody else. Like when somebody else hits it to 12 feet, I'm like, oh, okay, good. yeah, they might make it. When Tiger does, I'm like, oh, do you realize all the all the decisions that went into that? <laughs> It's like, yeah, I guess other players probably think that way too. But, but as far as like, like it, it allowed, you know, guys who maybe aren't the best drivers of the golf ball or the longest drivers of the golf ball who aren't gaining a ton of strokes off the tee to compete just as much and to show off the strengths of their game versus week in, week out. You know, it's, it's for better or worse. It's like, you know, Rory and DJ and Brooks, like part of the reason, you know, and granted they're, they've got well-rounded games and that's why they're the best players in the world. But so many other guys that succeed on a week-to-week basis on the tour – are pretty, you know, diminished in the other parts of their game, but they're really good drivers of the golf ball. You guys want to get to a couple of questions we got? Sure. sure. Um, golf and Whiskey asks, is Tiger happier than he's ever been? Appears to truly enjoy golf, have friends, can interact and smile. It seems like it. We seems can't like speak it. to that. Yeah. Porter, I, I, would Porter's, ask, I would ask Tiger. Porter's yeah. tweet, Porter's tweet was awesome. It was just like, he's been like the best for so long, but like realizing that the true joy comes with like being able to share it with other people. Like he's been, he was the best and a loner in the truest sense for so long. And like he would tell Elon, like we're, we don't, we're not celebrating tonight. Like we're supposed to win versus like now what we see out of him hugging people. And like, he kind of, it kind of, when they won, it kind of cut to him and it kind of looked way too much like Jose Maria Olafable at 2012 at the Ryder cup, which was like the most amazing. Like he like closed <laughs> his eyes and almost like he was ready to cry. And I was kind of like, yeah, I, mean, I don't know if it's that dramatic. He did but, look like he was going to cry in the interview with Steve Sands. But like it, was, it was like legitimately like, exciting for yeah, him. Yeah, oh, it was awesome. No, it's at, like between I was going back through stuff yesterday too, and going just pulling up like the photo of him and Charlie at the Masters, and like mm-hmm. just seeing him hugging the, everybody on the team and whatever. It's like, hey, the cat's the cat's happy. That's that's great. Good for him. Um, a lot of really good questions, and we're not going to get to what get to all these. But somebody asked, uh, Golfin Moose asks, if we does this change our level of anticipation for twenty twenty one? I wouldn't think this was going to be a boat race and was glued to it the whole week. No, I think the problem think so. is just that like many many people predict the internationals to win, so that was not surprising. No, but like <laughs> I'm I don't, already I'll already go on record and say the U.S. Uh, is going to win like nineteen eleven at. Quill Hollow. Everything that happened this week doesn't translate to Quill Hollow. No, almost like almost literally nothing. It's the opposite. Yeah. Um, Grant Gates asked, "What do you think Kuchar said after he made the winning putt?" (laughs) We'll leave that up to the imagination. (laughs) Subscribe to the Nest if you uh, if you like some more unfiltered stories. Tell us about the Nest really quick if people don't know about it. Uh, The Nest is a membership that we have. Um, Go to what is it? NoLangUp.com/slash/join. I believe is the Nest. It's a you know, there's a bunch of things you can get on that. Just go check it out. We're not, we don't, you know, no, no extra commercial time. Go check out the nest. Oh, we're now, we're an hour, 10 minutes in. We can get a little extra commercial time. I need some time to scroll through questions as well. One other oh, thing I, I forgot to say about the coverage was just, I wish they'd mix up the, the camera angles. Oh my more. God. Yeah. You know, the, like the long camera way while Tiger, the replay when Tiger was hitting that putt from off the green, like that context of the scale. That's of the that shit green, I want to see. And yeah. then you capture the, like, if the tour wants to tell this story about the President's Cup meaning something and all that, like, give us all the texture of yeah. the fans reacting and, and how many people are out there. Like that, that gets so watered down and lost when it's just these straight-on tower shots straight above the That's above what the makes green. Fox like intra. It's not even yeah. that it's an amazing camera angle. Oh, my God, how they think of it? It's kind of like, oh, it's just oh that different. looks different. Yeah, like yeah. my eyes are fixated on this right now. I'm not, I'm not continually making excuses, but I wonder if it was harder to get stuff to Australia cameras and infrastructure and but even then like stuff. then cool have more handhelds like yeah i, I, I think I if anything it actually goes goes that would 
play more into it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would. I also hate like when they somebody hits a putt, slowly zooming in on the ball as it gets close to the hole. Like, keep the player in the shot. I want to see the reaction of the player at the shot. Like, I, I just, I hate when things get overly zoomed in. It's like you're not, mm-hmm. you're not really adding to to the drama. Somebody think. had a really good point too. Just, just going back to the the core stuff. It's not about green speeds. It's about yeah. green firmness. Correct. Yeah. And then the speed will and the speed will come. Yeah. Jeremy Wilson, if if No Laying Up decided to pay fake fans to go and root for a player at a tour event this year, who would it be in what event? We did not talk enough about how there was fake fans in the front row of, of a PGA Tour event. And then the tour <laughs> releases a statement and basically says, yeah, like these guys, you know, we have marketing partnerships, so like they weren't paid. Like, all right, so literally what you're saying is like, you have partnerships and marketing relationships with with companies so that, the way are, I think that are providing like mercenary fans. I, so <laughs> I don't think that's exactly what, what happened, but I think what did happen is these two like tour groups, like the Fanatics and the We the People. I, the kids spent some time with the Fanatics. Uh, at I was I was one of the Fanatics. Yeah. La- uh, last year for Halloween. Right. Um, so I got to know those guys a little bit, which was very jarring to see one of the main dudes his name's gareth uh see one of the main guys like all decked out in red white and blue so i'm like you're like the face of the fanatics what are you like what the hell are you doing and i think what happened was i don't know if it was him or whoever started a tour group we the people i was on their website yesterday preparing for this part of the podcast (laughs) and i think what they do is they sell packages where it's like Seven nights, seven days, whatever. We're going to all get decked out. You're going to get room and board and travel and food and blah, 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 blah. And then I think the tour, I think they're involved. Like, they're not paying them to be there. I think the tour is saying, like, yeah, we'll give you space on the first tee or we'll give you whatever. We'll Which, help negotiate why? your hotel rooms. Well, like, maybe, there, there's, maybe. there's other things in play here. But it is sweetening the pot. To be fair, it, it is misleading to say that, like, okay, here's you know, here's your thousand dollars for pretending to be an American fan. Like that's not what it is. I mean, their experience is getting subsidized, right? Sure. Uh, it's very funny. And I very much want to laugh at it. I just want to make sure that we're, we're setting the right context, but you it want, just goes to like, well, but the question is like, why are they all Australians like riding hard for the U S team? And why are those people not getting blown up on Twitter the way you're getting blown up on Twitter, Tron? For, oh, for sure. Well, well, they are. You want to get the the Australians fired up on Twitter, like every single one of them to a person, and like they are an absolute disgrace the to fanatics. our country. Yeah, the fanatics. Yeah. They, they all they hate the fanatics <laughs> and and we the people, like just scum of the earth. They've called them. Uh, <laughs> the fan- Many people are saying. Apparently, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, not my words. I think. Well, I was on there. I was on there. Uh, and I know it goes to charity and stuff like that too. Oh, like, I don't you know, know about that. The, I think the we the people stuff, like it's not a. It's like a non-profit thing and it goes to charity. But even then I'm like, just like go to the, just, just go to the event and root for whoever you want. Well, they're selling their Ryder Cup packages on the website right now. So I think they'll be front and center at the Ryder Cup as well. Well, you, the point being like, you can't fake that stuff. Like the Ryder Cup first for tee sure. atmosphere is the realest thing out there. And like the, what happened on the first tee of this event was borderline embarrassing. <laughs> like the songs were so half-assed. They're not funny. Singing. No one's laughing. No. no one's getting pumped up from them. Like the players have to like awkwardly acknowledge them. Like that needs to go all the way. Who was that yesterday? DJ. DJ was just was like, like yeah, yeah, we're good, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's time, to, time to hit. Uh, how, how about Bryson whistling at the crowd? That was day? cool. That was sweet. Uh, he, he thought that was way more badass than it actually was. <laughs> His drive was pretty badass. After that, it oh, was. That was melting. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're exactly right. Like having been to, like the one in Korea. 
having been to the one at the uh, Muirfield Village. I forget if the Fanatics were at that one. I don't know. Oh, if, yeah. Were they? Yeah. That might have sure. been pre-Fanatics. but No, no, they were there. They were they there. Were, they were, so, yeah. I do remember a time being on the ground where I'm like, oh, you know what? Like, this is fun because it's like natural and authentic. Mm-hmm. And wow, these guys must have flown over here and they just love the internationals. And like, wow, this is like, okay, this is pretty cool. And that's why I like went and did a whole story about it. And, and like, spent like, the day with them. They're just like drunk Australian dudes. Yeah, that's why I was like, this is sick. But now where it's just become like, like organized by the brands and like, like the fact that. Um, this is conjecture, but I'm guessing uh, the fact that because the fanatics are like in bed with the tour and have these like partnerships, like they didn't talk about to read like at all. Yeah. Like that was the whole thing going in was like, oh, I can't wait to hear what the fanatics have to say about like this Patrick Reed cheating thing. It's just inherently like, inauthentic. If this thing was real and those guys were just like organized chants about Reed cheating, sign like mega sign me up for that. That would be sick. But the fact that it's all just this it, it's so emblematic of everything in pro golf where it's like, man, we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're just gonna walk right up to the line, but nobody crossed the line. <laughs> Absolutely nobody crossed the line. But we would just we wanna have some very sanctioned, very legal, very cool fun here. <laughs> everybody everybody dance now kind of a situation. Everybody <laughs> dance. And it's just so like it's so fucking fake and fraudulent and like it's fake juice, as Tron would say. Fake juice. Did we, did we talk enough about like, Reed's caddy literally went in the crowd and fought a fan? Like, legitimately, I don't know what else there is to say about it. It's unbelievable. Like, uh, so, so he, he everyone is a match? threat. <laughs> Everyone's a threat. He won his Sunday match. Otherwise, it, like we could be standing here and saying he's the worst captain's pick in the history of any team event ever. Sally posed that question to me, and it made me laugh. Or like, you know, I kind of brushed it off at first. He's like, "Hey, do you think he's the worst captain's pick ever?" I was like, oh, you know, I don't know, whatever. He's like, no, 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 like, think about it. Like, he's 0-3, and he's been a distraction the whole time, and his caddy, like, jumped off a cart and, like, assaulted a fan. Like, that, has anybody ever been worse than he, like, that? Dr- like, potentially dragged down his whole team having to speak on his behalf for cheating and acted like nothing happened, so made everybody else have to act like nothing happened. I actually feel bad for Kessler, to where, like, he, you know, I'm sh- he was in the shittiest position all week, and... The fact that as many people support him as possible, like everybody he talks to on tour is like, he's a good guy. He's, he's always like positive. He's always like, he's, he's his own person. So it sounds, I mean, obviously he made a big mistake and like, you don't like, it's not the right thing to do. You don't do that. Like, and I mean, shame on the tour for not having enough security around him too. Like, I mean, it, whatever they did, like for if that was an Sunday issue, worked, yeah, yeah. Right. And so, yeah, if it, it was an issue, then. Yeah, I don't know. You just can't. Like, you can't do that. Like you just can't do that. Yeah. And you know that he knows that. There's, there's sure. almost like one thing you can't do. <laughs> yeah. It's like even if you just want to yell back at him, like do what you got to do to like for catharsis. God, you know, I, like get it out. But like jumping off a cart and like, like physically. On the flip side, like uh, you know, I know we've talked about it a little bit on the pod before, but like one of my top two or three favorite sports memories of all time was the malice at the palace. <laughs> Like that guy's face yeah. when <laughs> that guy's face when when our test first goes into the stands and he's There's like, Jermaine O'Neal "Oh one. shit, no, 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 no!" Like, and then and then and then Stephen Jackson like, "We ride together." Like that, God, that was that was one of the highlights of my life. It was awesome. What brought our test in the locker room afterward was like, "Do you think we're gonna get in trouble?" <laughs> <laughs> um, 
someone tweeted it the other day or something. Like and it just the Jermaine O'Neal punch that missed, like would have killed that guy. <laughs> that guy's head would have fallen off. He hit one guy. He hit one yeah. guy, but then he yeah. had like complete oh, wind up like all his entire body and it just happened to he like slipped, I think. Yeah. And if he would have connected, like the guy would have died. Another thing on the course. I know I just keep sprinkling no, in these course sticks. We're all wound up. A lot of lot of Adolfs. Yeah, because you, you well, like Tom, talk to the people about the bunkers. You there. leave the yeah, a the bunkers are firm. Like there's varying degrees of firmness in the bunkers. The balls wouldn't stop when they got in the bunker. Yeah. That was sick. Like, yeah. You rolled one yeah, exactly. on the wrong slope, like a way, like going on a down slope rolls into a bunker. It's gonna roll for like twenty more yards. It one was of wild the things, to see like the best American players, like guys like Finau and Kucher and Cantlay, like these guys Woodland, like. It's like, yeah, these guys are obviously good bunker players. Just being befuddled and, like, sculling them and leaving them in the bunker. I think Zinger did a good job of saying that yesterday. He's like, like, that wasn't a bad bunker shot. There's just He just missed it by four inches. You have to take the chance of leaving it in there. Like, you either have to land it four inches past the lip or or you're going to be 30 feet by. And, like, you know, you might as well be in the bunker again. So... I do. I, like that, that was a big takeaway for me when we played down there. Was at Metro and Vic, and especially Kingston Heath and Royal Melbourne, was the the varying firmness of the bunkers. It, it almost penalized you more if you like. Yeah, like you missed in that bunker, you're extra fucked because like everybody knows you can't go in that bunker. Yeah. Like sometimes on the PGA Tour, guys are aiming for bunkers, mm-hmm. like on par fives, like trying to get the ball to stop in bunkers, and you are not. Like it is. A, it is like your whole exercise is plotting yourself around these bunkers and. Like you could just tell how bad of a mistake it was when you would hit it. Like Bryson on 17. Yeah, uh, hitting it right at the pin. Right yeah. into the bunker, yeah. which is like, oh, that, he's screwed. Like, you're not getting yeah. that up and down. And God, that's such Which a on that point, too, like some of the bunker shots that, that, that Abe Answer hit yesterday were insanely good. Dude, Abe played really well. There was like well. 60 was and awesome. 70 yard Tiger bunker shots. Yeah. Like on another planet. One thing I, I, I couldn't help but think of while I was watching the whole weekend was. I think it's I think it's the dope quote where he said like a great golf course has the line between birdie and bogey is very close. And I was watching like some of those balls come in on par threes, and it's like if you ride that bunker and mm-hmm. catch that slope, it's gonna bend around to the right and come in really close. But if you miss it like a couple feet to the left, it's gonna go in that bunker and you're gonna have the hardest bunker shot of your life. It's yeah. like that course epitomizes that line between birdie and bogey being very close better than any golf course I think I've ever seen. Yeah. No, that's well said. You saw a lot of that in Abe's match. Too mm-hmm. and and even kind of throughout the week, just taking on, you know, it's what we talk about all the time, like taking on the hazard in order to try to get it close. And you saw it with like Ricky on one of the par threes late, where he was trying to fire right at the flag and a little short, and you're again like worst bunker shot you can imagine. And it, yeah, it's that was a cool thing to see. To go back there more, guys, all week to like see the evolution of the U.S. team. Yeah. Like once the lights started going off and they started adjusting and figuring it out, like so impressive. And that show, like that shows just how good they are and just how, you know, it's, I mean, it's obvious they're like the best, literally the best players in the world, the best players in the history of the game. But to see them learn on the fly like that and adjust their setup and everything, like it's not, they're so predisposed to doing things one way and give them two or three days and they're, yeah, boom, they're, they're doing it another way. Yep. Can we talk about the timing of uh, handing over the reins of the uh, Twitter account to you on uh, on Friday evening? <laughs> what, what happened after that? <laughs> well, right after it happened, JT did his little uh, his little measure. I need to get down to thing, this, which get story. It was like a that. three and a half footer. I, I don't. I, I have no sympathy for not uh, conceding yeah. that putt, but which maybe again, maybe he was like, I don't know, maybe they were joking or something. But uh, shortly after, you know, we had a, a good couple hours. We we're cruising, doing a little DJ Pie AMA. <laughs> Yeah, and then somebody slides into the DMs uh, basically saying, 
hey, uh, Kessler, Corrine just punched a fan. And I'm like, ah, ha, ha, like, you know, funny. Like, no, 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 like, dead serious. This is about to pop off, like, everywhere. And it had not. It decidedly not popped off anywhere. I hadn't seen it anywhere. So I'm, like, digging in on every source I can possibly think of that's on on site, blah, blah, blah. And, like, right as we're kind of getting ready to to push that live to the people, Sands comes on with his kind of like pre after we sourced it from yeah, multiple yeah. other people. Yeah. And, Cause yeah. well, I was texting you guys. I'm like, there's no way this can be real. Right. Like there's like Reed has done nothing but been a massive distraction all <laughs> week. There's no way that would be the kind of like the punchline to the joke. So yeah, well, at least it's fan didn't, you know, at least his caddy didn't beat up any fans. And I'm like this might've actually happened. Like this is very rock solid. And, uh, yeah, there's, and then Sansy pops on and, uh, it was an unfortunate incident, altercation, blah, blah, blah. And it's a sure tough enough. scene. Well, it was sure funny. Enough. Like, I was, I was kind of distracted with the first part of the party and stuff. And I was like, you know what? Like, let's put the phone away. Like, <laughs> it's fine. Like, we don't need to follow every second of it. Whatever. It's probably fine. And I, and I flipped it on. Like, my fiance actually asked, what's going on with, the, with golf? I was like, oh, I haven't looked in a while. Open up my phone, 145 messages. <laughs> it's just complete mayhem. And she sees my face drop. And I was like, uh, Reed's caddy punched a fan. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! And like, just like uh, how it all unfolded was, I was having the weirdest FOMO of like, how does this happen when the one night I step away from coverage? Which there were three, uh, three different eyewitnesses that were saying they threw a punch as well. But many people described it as swiping the beer out of the hand. Many people described it as a shirt punch. But uh, who can say? Either way, I think that that part uh, was left out of his carefully crafted statement. Uh, what did you get? I mean, Which it, then that came out, and I was like, "Well, this isn't like real, right? It's on like a notes app. Like the foreplay guys got it, but it it's not like funny. Like maybe it's like maybe it's real, uh, but it's like the worst PR you could possibly. <laughs> he's like making fun of the guy that he assaulted. It was and, pretty it, much, and it came out right when he was in the meeting with uh, with, with Monahan, the commissioner, allegedly. Yeah. Well, it was pretty much. Yeah, I remember grinding my feet on that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, it, shout out to Team Reed. Like the, working. Just, Overtime. How big is that team now? Complete content farm. I thought it was bullshit that Justine didn't caddy for him. That was like we. He should have had to forfeit his match, for sure. Which he did play sick on. Oh god, it was. Yeah, that that was impressive. Kevin Kirksey, can we make the Olympics a team event? Yeah, team events are pretty boring. I don't know. (laughs) I'd rather see more seventy-two hole stroke play events. One one thing I will say, and this is going to maybe be unpopular because we just had maybe the best President's Cup of my golf viewing uh, lifetime. I didn't really watch much of the, the 03 event or any of that, but that's the most exciting one I can think of. I don't think it's going to be like that every year no. for reasons that have been talked about, which is why I still every, think... Every other year. Every other year, which is why I still think that it should be a mixed event. And I think getting like having men and women teams would be awesome, especially if you're going to play at a lot of the American golf courses where, you know, the competition's just not going to be close if you're playing U.S. versus internationals. One uh, other thing... I think that would be sick. Two other things I think that they should look into is maybe don't have singles last. Like the team part of... of and, and this has been floated on Twitter by a few people. So like maybe having that be one of the things on Saturday or you know you do sick you do two two, two different single sessions or whatever i like that um, two different single sessions is cool you know but but Walker Cup does that, right? but like lesser i don't know less players so you get your best guys out there and then and then on sunday you do either foursomes or four ball and really 
you know, and really lean in on that team thing. Yeah. And then also I think that if both guys on a four ball team make birdies, football like, stinks. Like that should that <laughs> should it. that should supersede one of the two guys. Second making. ball breaks tie. Exactly. Oh, that would be that's the way to save four ball. It would go even slower somehow, but <laughs> four ball is stinky viewing. I mean, foursomes is so much better. The pace is so much better. And they think maybe it just doesn't translate to TV because the TV can't keep up with that many balls in play. I think that's more what it like, is. Like it is way more fun. Four to watch balls, the show. four balls, sweet. That's like the it's like the purest form of. I, I golf. dig, I dig it. But it's bad on TV. I, I agree yeah. with you but, there. But, but it's like, but thinking about having it, the strategy where, of like I'll go for it, you lay back. Should I putt yeah. first? Should I do that? Like that stuff's awesome. But thinking about it, to where like, like, dude, if we both make birdie here, like we counteract one of them, make them. Yeah, that's, that's a Dotty Pepper. Sweet. Yeah, birdie, birdie, Dotty Pepper. Uh, Walker Cup does that. Like a morning foursomes, afternoon singles, morning foursomes, afternoon. Singles singles the two days so that's that, that would be cool that'd be cool uh can you go back through that original list that you started the show with dj just to make sure we covered off on uh on, we gave proper time to all the things that happened tommy ganey also happened in the middle of this <laughs> oh, yeah. god. god i didn't even think about that <laughs> and then shot 66 yeah did he get through or is it the last uh, day today? he's yeah, last day or last day is today yeah he had he shot 74 yesterday he's currently t56 for those that may have missed that story uh he was caught in what was it operation Operation uh, Santa's naughty list. Yeah, Operation <laughs> Santa's naughty list, which is which a prostitution like article, in yeah. Polk County. Uh, tough mm. scene. Yeah, I think we got to. I think we got to most of it. We didn't really get to to Reed's shovel motion. We, we touched. I don't on think there's anything to, like to say about it, right? Do you know what was like? If you know, big rules of the game guy over here. What what was uh what was his intent with that? Like just to be a fucking dickhead. Right, I, I I think it's his new fun. He thinks it's fun thing to go with the shish motion. I don't know. Like, yeah, I did, I they're just, harassing him for that's more being an excavator, or the digger, and needs a shovel, and like he makes the putt and wants to shut him up. He's like, yeah, I'm the excavator. <laughs> like, yeah, that was that was wild. Can we? The one thing I will say about that, his form on that was fucking spectacular. It was like very, it was exaggerated yeah. and on point. Like it was, it was militant. It was. Yeah. It was that was that part was actually very impressive. God, I still can't believe Finau backstopped off the grandstand and it came back on the green. Well, we were talking about that. He should have. He should have forfeited. He should have forfeited the hole. Yeah, he should have recused himself from that match. I never know what's what's real and what's fake. And actually, it? it was a big uh, leash was regulating on backstopping. That's true. This week, I was which never like you more wouldn't proud. think you need to. It's like a. It, it, it's a team get you shouldn't be able to leave your own ball there for your teammate and like you would never want to do it for your opponent like i would th- think it would be, it should regulate itself basically well it doesn't so shout yeah. out to leash yeah it's wild no i mean it, it should be like illegal in match play you could help your teammate that's what i'm saying but like yeah. you that, that should be so obvious that but you it's against the rules it. so you sh- can't yeah, yeah. Well, it's like yeah. not technically against the rules is my point like, that should be against the rule that's what kills me about the the whole like doing it on tour, like uh, like Leash can't <laughs> like it's reg- so obvious. Leash can't regulate. The, like, he can't tell Ricky you have to mark your ball. Nobody can tell the rules official, and then yeah. the rules official made him mark the ball. Yeah, he made happened. him mark it. Yeah, yeah. it is part it's, of the rules. It's oh. part of the rules. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. If you what, request what a rule? ball to get marked, they can mark it. Interesting. I thought the well, the the rule in at least in stroke play is like if you have indicated that you want to mark your ball, if the other guy plays before you do it, that's a penalty on the guy that played that that played before you marked it. That's where I, I don't I don't know about the rule that's like the you can request the ball be oh, clearly that's the case that as always if we're getting into the weeds on backstopping it probably means it's time to wrap it up. it is about <laughs> that time to wrap up so uh, hour and a half I think we got to most of what we wanted to um, it was an awesome awesome week 
It exceeded my expectations. I think we were all really excited for it going into it. I think a lot of people were in our ass, like, oh, you couldn't have been more negative about this event. I was like, no, honestly, no, I don't that, think that's the case at I all. I think that's why I enjoyed it so much was I, I didn't overhype it. I didn't, like, it was a pleasant surprise. It's that like the, the summary for me is how I learned to stop caring about the tour's marketing bullshit <laughs> and just enjoy the president's coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a bu- Tron's got a, a novel coming out yeah. here. So, all right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. That was a really fun week. And uh, we will, uh, let's see, we, we have, we're, this is pretty much the end of the year, actually. Uh, we're going to have a couple highlight episodes coming out around the holidays, but uh, it's time to, t- we're, on to t- we're on to 2020, wrapping up the decade here. So, huge. It's been a fun year. Yeah. Shout out to Australia, too. Great hosts, it seemed like. And, uh, you know, you guys are awesome. All right. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah! I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect anything different.